the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flash over substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamline, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dershman and I always scour the news the most interesting segments to bring you on Saturday nights. And sure enough, this week is absolutely no exception. One of the things that has dominated the criminal law highlights of the week is the fact that Alec Baldwin apparently has been recharged in the Rust case. Now, remember, this is the uh, supposed unintentional discharge, but that's becoming back into question that, that unfortunately uh, and heartbreakingly killed one of his staff members. Now, when you talk about somebody being recharged after a dismissal, it usually has something to do with new evidence coming to light. And Larry, it appears that that was the, that's basically what happened here to some extent. The prosecutors in New Mexico were going to a grand jury this time with evidence about how that trigger was pulled. And obviously, we're not going to be privy to that evidence as it comes out. But, I mean, the understanding appears to be that this was always pending. They didn't dismiss the charges with prejudice. They dismissed it in the event that new evidence came to light. They could revitalize the case, and that appears to be what they're doing. Exactly. uh, They had that gun tested by an independent forensic lab that determined that gun could not have fired on its own. And that confirmed what the FBI test had already proved, that somebody had to pull the trigger. Now, based that against what Alec Baldwin said, he said he was not responsible for Hutchins' death, that he did not pull the trigger. So this, uh, these two tests go against what Alec Baldwin said. And I thought that was so interesting that they dismissed his case without prejudice, which means if they find new evidence, they could bring uh, charges again. Right, Wendy? Yeah, and you know what's really interesting about this, Larry? Uh, I mean, guns are uh, a very hot topic all the time. In every state, uh, under so many different circumstances, firing guns, gun safety, safety on the set. Remember, that was part of the analysis when he was charged the first time, is there was a lot of discussion about safety standards, who should be culpable. There were civil suits involved, et cetera. But this particular prosecution, that they're, well, they're taking it to the grand jury, but this case, the, the revitalized case, the sort of revived charge of manslaughter. Remember, this all centers around how that trigger was pulled. Baldwin said he pulled back the hammer, but not the trigger, and the gun fired. Now, remember, this is a story that has pretty much involved him saying one thing, then saying another. And, you know, in retrospect, when we remember those images right after this case happened, obviously, Alice Baldwin was horrified, heartbroken. But this is a very clinical analysis as to how that trigger got pulled that's going to dominate whatever the evidence is going to be presented to the grand jury. 
Exactly. And uh, the, the movie's chief weapons handler, her name is Hannah Gutierrez, uh, still faces the trial in uh, next year, 2024. And to me, the big question would be is, how did live ammunition ever get into that batch of uh, blanks that they were using? To me, that's one of the biggest questions you could imagine, because you would almost expect that a actor would pull the trigger, just like they do many times on uh, movie sets, without any uh, bad things happening. So there's a lot of questions here, for sure. You know what's interesting about what you just said, Larry? The, what we learn in law school and what everybody knows as a practical matter, an issue of foreseeability. You know, it's the reason that people clean up spills in supermarkets. It's the reason you have areas that are dangerous roped off. You have caution signs. I mean, there are so many ways where, as a society, we warn about foreseeable dangers if it looks like somebody might injure themselves. Now, you translate that into a movie set where you've got ballistics involved, and obviously they're supposed to be uh, imitation ballistics, but that's the kind of set where you would expect a higher level of caution when you're talking about working with weapons. Now, that is what part of the civil suit involves, but also remember Alec Baldwin was in a unique position as both actor and also if he's the executive director, then would it be an issue of negligent supervision, for example, or negligent hiring? So there are different civil tort actions that might be applicable to this fact pattern in addition to whether or not he faces criminal liability. And Larry, you know, this may be a sign of the times in general regarding when you're working with weapons, when you're talking about guns. We live in a day and age where you've got school shootings, you've got shootings at at concerts, and unfortunately we're we're working 24-7 to try to make everybody safer and make sure that workplaces, schools, open settings, everything is as safe as it can be. You wonder how this prosecution or this grand jury presentation of evidence is going to factor into all of that. Right, and I guess when, this is going to go in November to a, a grand jury to determine, I guess, if they're going to again file, uh, bring a court case against Alec Baldwin. Uh, but uh, it, it's, it's so amazing how uh, not only does he have the possibility of a manslaughter charge, but also the civil liability. Now, it's my understanding that he settled at least one of the uh, civil claims against him, but there might be another one or so. So he's not totally off the hook, even if he were uh, to be found, uh, you know, blameless for this manslaughter charge. Yeah, you know what's interesting about the the charge? So unlike a jury trial, when you take a case to the grand jury, you don't have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. The standard on charges before a grand jury is probable cause. It's lower. It's, It's a standard that is easier to meet. But Remember that they're still going to have to prove it to a jury if the to a real jury if the grand jury finds that there is enough evidence. So you take that in combination with remember uh, his co-defendant or potential co-defendant again in the future. Obviously he. The charges were dismissed, so it's not a current co-defendant. But we've got the uh, assistant director and safety coordinator, uh, David Halls, who pled no contest 
to a charge of unsafe handling of a firearm. You have uh, another, the, there's another prosecution that's ongoing, as you were mentioning earlier. So you've got a, a couple of different people that were involved in that set, all perhaps having different respective levels of liability, of culpability. But one thing that this, let's just call it a case, because there's several moving parts that are, that are in motion here. Let's just say that this case is probably a wake-up call to many other uh, movie sets everywhere in the world where they may be similarly using dangerous weapons. I mean, hopefully we're not talking ballistics or something that, you know, might prompt a similar accident, but it almost doesn't matter what kind of deadly weapon you're handling. That's why we're so cautious when we are handling weapons, especially in the movie-making business, where I hate to say it, action thrillers sell. Exactly. And uh, it was early out of the investigation at the Santa Fe County Sheriff Adam Mendoza, that's Santa Fe, New Mexico, revealed that he had recovered at the movie set three guns and 500 rounds of ammo from the, uh, from the set, as well as a mix of blanks, dummy rounds, and what they suspect are live rounds. So, again, I'm going back to that safety thing. You know, every movie, so many movies that you go to have guns or explosions involved. You think they would have this all figured out by now, and there would be no chance of this happening, but it did. So it kind of all goes back to safety and maybe negligence. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that, Larry, is because gun safety is such an issue in our society, the this new uh, revival of the case against Alex Baldwin is going to revolve around how a trigger is pulled. Isn't that just a teaching tool to everybody that ever has a weapon, thinks about pulling a weapon? You know, people sometimes buy weapons and never use them. To, to be following this case has really sort of driven home the point that there are mechanics of each gun that's different, and sometimes less effort, less force can result in a gun firing. It's one of the reasons why you never point a gun anywhere, even if it's a fake gun, and you know it's fake, because that's a habit that's a smart part of gun safety. And, you know, cases like this really drive that point home. And I hope that, you know, gun owners, whether you use it, whether you practice with it or you take it apart all the time, it's never, you're never too seasoned to remember that accidents can happen. That's right. And uh, it was uh, a, a while ago after the accident happened that Alec Baldwin even suggested that he, they hire a police officer on the production set to monitor weapon safety. Now, that would be quite expensive, and I don't know how that would work. But I'm sure that, uh, in my mind, Alec Baldwin did not want this to happen. Look how it's kind of really uh, uh, upset his, his life, his schedule, his career. Nobody would ever do that on purpose. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that fact is um, you, you mentioned a really good point. What if you had somebody monitoring the scene? You know, when stunt doubles do stunts for actors, they're basically assuming the kind of liability that an actor won't have or maybe doesn't have the body to do the stunts. It, it, maybe there's some provision for having experts handle firearms or even replica firearms. Now, obviously, that would take a little bit of strategy, depending on what kind of movie you're filming and who's starring in it. But there are lots of other scenarios, let's just say, where actors have doubles standing in for very dangerous activities. Now, I don't know whether this is something that is feasible in a movie like this, because one of the things we've learned at the beginning, Larry, is that it was a low-budget film, which, of course, some are wondering whether that contributed to the, the, to the set being unmonitored or less monitored than apparently it should have been. Uh, but, you know, you, you bring up, that's a great point. You've got actors firing weapons. Uh, 
actors actors are not firing weapons, just like lawyers don't fly planes. And that may be something that will factor into the way not only the criminal case unfolds, if it does, but also the way some of these civil cases unfold and how movies like this are shot in the future. Well, that is a fascinating topic. We are going to be talking uh, a little bit more in just a minute with a live guest. So we want to have everybody warn, don't touch that dial. We're coming right back. You're going to hear more live with Dr. Wendy in just a minute. cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Since 1991, the nonprofit National Law Center for Children and Families has been fighting to protect children from sexual exploitation. The National Law Center offers the latest investigative training techniques to police, probation officers, and prosecutors on fighting sexual predators and human traffickers. The NLC also offers human trafficking awareness training to members of the public. Schedule a training for your church or organization today by visiting nationallawcenter.org. That's nationallawcenter.org. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick, and Larry Dersham and I have some great guests for you for the second half of the show. Larry, who do we have on the line? Right. uh, Both Ed Martin, he's a J6 attorney, and Cynthia Hughes, She's the founder of Patriot Freedom Project, are in Washington, D.C., attending the January 6th trials. Ed has some breaking news regarding the infamous January 6th gallows uh, that he's going to uh, bring us up to speed on. So welcome hey. to the show, Ed and Cynthia. Well- Welcome to the show, both of you. You know, when, when you talk about a J6 attorney, we're talking, of course, about January 6th. But I got to tell you, I understand, Ed, you and the Pro-America Report have video that features exclusive J6 surveillance camera footage, apparently provided by the U.S. Committee on House Administration Subcommittee and Oversight. That's a mouthful. But to paraphrase, if I understand it, uh, this is footage from the early morning hours on January 6th, showing yep. this group of individuals assembling this infamous gallows. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this is and what this might show? Yeah, thank you, Dr. Wendy. It's uh, great to be with you. And, you know, uh, Cynthia Hughes and I, you mentioned uh, down in D.C. for the trials and the sentencing, the Patriot Freedom Project, which is an organization she founded and I'm on the board of, it's basically said we're not going to stop helping the families. We're not going to stop helping the defendants and we're not going to stop seeking the truth until we get it all. And so one of the things that I've done is dig into the video. And as you mentioned, I spend hours and hours, more than 150 hours watching video from January 6th. And you say to yourself, where's the press, the professional press? Where's the professional uh, law enforcement getting to the bottom of things? And one of them was this famous image of a gallows. It's a fake gallows. It's not a real gallows. It's a noose and a fake gallows meant to make it seem like the people attending January 6th were, you know, wild and, and to fulfill the narrative of what they said. And so what I did was I sat on the cameras and I went through it and I figured out there were five people 
who are on the, I call it the fake gallows gang. And they and we put this out just in the last few days. You mentioned it's kind of breaking. And, and we said to the public, who is this guy? Who is the leader? There's a leader, obviously. Who are the other guys? And we're starting to find that out with tips and community sourcing. And here's my point. I, you know, a gallows is not a, a violent crime. But a gallows is used against the people who are in court. As Cindy and I found this week, when we see a sentencing of a grandmother and a mother to more than four years in jail for no violence, no violence, not didn't hit a cop, didn't uh, you know try to take Nancy Pelosi's office, four and a half years of jail time, a little bit less, and and why? Because they use these images like the, the fake gallows to make people think something happened that didn't, and so. We ask people to, to go to PatriotFreedomProject.com, go to ProAmericaReport.com, and help us continue to push Americans deserve the truth, and we deserve our values to be upheld, not stomped on by these bullies. Uh, Cynthia, I understand that, and correct me if I'm wrong, that your husband is one of the J6 attendees that, that was being held. What's his status today, and how is he holding up? So, uh, th- again, also thank you for having me on the show. And, and how great is Ed? Ed is so fantastic. I've learned so much from, you know, Ed uh, being my mentor and, and being on the board of Patriot Freedom Project. Thank you, Ed. Um, it's not my husband. It's my nephew who's been uh, oh. who's been incarcerated. He's been incarcerated since January of 2021, uh, and he remains behind bars at this moment on nonviolent charges, uh, no assault charges, and no criminal history and that's what that's what we keep seeing that's you know that's what we're seeing there's there's four men on trial right now in dc from california not one of these men went inside the building um or uh you know went near the building um and they're being charged with a crazy charge called obstruction of an official proceeding which will let ed tell you a little bit more of the legalities of the obstruction charge but these men have no criminal history and never went inside the building they, you know, traveled all the way from California to D.C. You know, Patriot Freedom Project helped them with their travel and, uh, you know, with their Airbnbs because, you know, there's this very crazy, incredible expense for all these defendants facing trial or sentencing, even if they take a plea deal. And, um, you know, you have the, these four families in town right now on trial, and um, and they sat through this very grueling sentencing when their trial broke, and um, another J6 defendant uh, who Ed was just talking to you about uh, was sentenced in front of the same judge. Um, these men are facing very serious jail time for not going in the building and for literally doing nothing. And this is, this is it's madness what we're watching unfold in D.C. in these trials, in these cases. And they're not the only ones. There are hundreds more just like them. You know, since the one thing I've heard is that the um, Patriot Freedom Project is collecting gift cards to give out to the wives and children for the holiday season. Are you still doing that? And how is that effort going? Yes. So, you know, what we like to do, um, you know, for the first year, we collected a lot of gifts that we gave out gifts. But what I've heard from a lot of these women, and I mean a lot of them, they need some normalcy in their life. They need to be able to go to do their own Christmas shopping. It's been three years since their lives have been, you know, dismantled. They need to have some normalcy. And how do we do that for them? We, we, you know, we collect gift cards from our donors, from our supporters, and we give them out to these families. And then these women can go and they can do their own Christmas shopping and, you know, try to make as much 
uh, you know, the holidays as normal as possible for, for themselves and their children. Well, that, that's really a noble effort. Uh, Ed, this was for you. Earlier this week, hundreds of Palestinian sympathizers occupied the rotunda and the Cannon uh, office building, the Cannon House office building on Capitol Hill. And I guess eventually they say a hundred, uh, hundreds of them were perhaps uh, arrested or at least processed. Do you think that these people will be treated differently than those arrested as a result of the J6 event? Well, I mean, it's guaranteed, uh, and, and you don't have to go further than uh, in the in the on uh, when Donald Trump was inaugurated uh, in Washington D.C. all those years ago. Now uh, there was rioting, and they burned cars, and they and they treated people terribly, and there was lots of arrests. And those people not only never got charged, they got released. They initially got charged, and they got uh, all their charges dropped. Many of them got paid. Uh, they got paid because they made claims against the city, and the city of D.C. gave them money. And so it, it, the double standard is so obvious, it's not even worth talking about. You know, during the riots of twenty of the summer of 2020, Antifa was, you know, attacking uh, federal uh, district, federal courthouses. Nothing happened to these people. Most of them get to walk away. I mean, the double standard is so obvious. But let me point to one aspect of it that's so sick. You know, the, America's crown jewel, the crown jewel of America is our Constitution and the rule of law, and our founding values. Our founding values are our Christian values of decency and of, of taking care of each other, of honor. This, this is what is the crown jewel of the world. Most other places, it's power that matters, and power dominates, not in America. And what we're seeing is an assault on that, and the best way to look at it is they used, as Cynthia alluded to, they used a special law called obstruction of official proceeding. The law was passed after the Enron debacle and after the abuse of the system in tampering with witnesses, not with a formal proceeding in the Congress. And it's a felony. So you have people like Rachel Powell a few days ago sentenced to four and a half years in jail, and she's charged with a felony, a felony, a felony, excuse me, a misdemeanor, a misdemeanor, and a misdemeanor. Those are all small fines, no jail time, and then a felony. And the felony is this obstruction of official proceeding, which is not supposed to be used this way. It's not allowed. It's not right. It's wrong. And what she ends up with is years in jail because the system is breaking. And here's what's really a shame on America is that the lawyers and the judges and the prosecutors should be objecting. They shouldn't be allowed to do this. And we should have honorable people who are called to be lawyers saying, hey, we're not, I, I may be liberal, but I don't allow that. And they're quiet. We should have the press saying, there's a book called Due Process Denied that describes how the system, due process is a description of our crown jewel, the founding values. It's being trampled and no one seems to care. And so we're watching people go to jail and families torn apart. And, and they're and they're American families. They're not they're not Israeli families. They're not uh, Ukrainian families. They're American families. And people should be up in arms about what's happening. And they need to go to PatriotFreedomProject.com and get involved because it matters not just for the individuals, but it matters for America's survival as a country, as a nation. It's what makes us special, and it's at risk. 
You know, Ed, one of the things, and we're almost at the end of the show, but one thing that maybe if you have a real quick answer to is, you know, sometimes things are charged that are still on the books, but either haven't been used in centuries or at least close to a century or are used for different purposes. How successful generally have some of these uh, motions been, no doubt, that the lawyers are bringing to maybe make the arguments you've just made that this isn't a charge that really is sustainable under the current facts? Is that, in a quick answer, is that at all being, uh, those motions being successful? The, the short answer is that Patriot Freedom Project and is funding appeals to try to get out of a broken D.C. Uh, court system to try to get those challenges. But, you know, the, the longer answer, which could take us days, I'll just summarize. Congress and lawyers who care should be objecting and doing something about it because, uh, you know, th- and, and we have to keep fighting for it because it is you point yeah. out there's got to be a way to fight forward and we have to. Well, we want to thank the both of you for joining us. It's a very stimulating conversation and, and very passionate conversation, Ed. So, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it's really it, – why not do what you love, you know, that we all should be that passionate about the jobs that we do. So I want to thank you both for joining us, and I want to thank, thank our you. listeners as well. You've been listening to Today with Dr. Wendy, Headlines with a Silver Lining. We want to wish you a great week, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Since 1991, the nonprofit National Law Center for Children and Families has been fighting to protect children from sexual exploitation. The National Law Center offers the latest investigative training techniques to police, probation officers, and prosecutors on fighting sexual predators and human traffickers. The NLC also offers human trafficking awareness training to members of the public. Schedule a training for your church or organization today by visiting nationallawcenter.org. That's nationallawcenter.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.